Hello and welcome to When Will It End, a cinematic podcast where myself, Josh Landis, and my dear friend Charles Hobby watch an entire series of films. We try to suss out, does each installment add something to the mix? Does it take away from it? Where does it go sour? This is sort of a, a bonus ancillary episode to close out our Shrek series. I think we're both experiencing a level of like deliriousness around the shrek averse. It was sort of fun up until earlier today when... We have really now, we haven't even gotten to 100% of the Shrekiverse. We're done. I'm it's, done. It's I gotta can't be do over. it anymore. It needs to be over. It's so bad. We've, we've like reached the limit of Shrek. Even like we're, we're watching just stuff that should be good, but maybe it's bad because we've seen too much or maybe it's just all marketing bullshit. We well, don't know okay. anymore. It's At this so point, we're, we're watching like bonus DVD features. <laughs> Uh, ride Christmas, Halloween videos that played before amusement park rides, like holiday specials. No, this wasn't even before. This was the holiday. This was the theme park attraction. Shrek, it's, Shrek it's crazy. was a big part of. We also just started to watch some dumb YouTube video about some guy thinking, think, making a ten minute video about why Shrek the Third is the worst. That was a twenty five minute video that says the Shrek Shrek the Third is the worst Shrek movie. He's a fucking He's ass. He's a fucking moron because we just watched it, truly an unbelievable amount of Shrek and I really it's, think the only truly salvageable moments of the franchise really come in three. The I mean, best I don't know parts. if I go that far. Certainly the best parts. I think Shrek 1, 2, and 3 all have salvageable moments but Shrek the Third is, uh, I would watch that again. Yeah. Well, look, we, in our last episode we talked a lot about Shrek the Musical which no. we watched... We did. We closed out our last episode with a lot of discussion of Trek the Musical. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Puss in Boots, we talked a lot about watching Trek the Musical. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you meant we already discussed Trek the Musical. Like, this is where we're at. This your is brain's at. gone fryo. I know, and it's you whose brain has gone fryo. No, I just misunderstood what you're saying. My brain's not fryo. You're being such a, an ogre right now. No, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I want to be an ogre. You're being we're such a ogres. I feel like a donkey. Yeah. I want to just say that we're following this record by the the most calming way to to cool down from feeling fucking insane, <laughs> which is watching Serenity, the Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway Tuna. smash. It's taken over the Oscars. I feel like it's just going to say McConaughey, shit. Hathaway, right. Clark, um, Fish, Fish, Justice, the tuna named Justice. Anyways, um, yeah, so we we watched Shrek the musical, and we decided to compile the musical episode and all of the truly overwhelming like onslaught of bonus features into one episode this is all the extra stuff right right we were thinking of doing two episodes but we're honestly we're, it's we're like, crazy we're feeling overwhelmed what it's, are our listeners too gonna much. think also too at, at this point episodes. we have stepped so far outside of the series with all of this that to suggest neither of us wanted to suggest to our listeners that you need to watch right. the two dozen shorts that accompany this these this movie series can we just say it up front when will, when, it when will it fucking end? It ended. I tr- we it could ended. definitely end We're, it. It's it fucking ended. over. It ended in 2011 with Shrek for Af- Forever After. Puss in Boots isn't a part of it. None of this bullshit, this fucking it's crazy. Yule Log, this thriller, all this shit. That's the just Halloween like stuff. Using Mike Myers' fame and Eddie Murphy, all these people just to make a quick buck from the holiday times. It's insane. I will say the amount of effort that went into all of this, it all looks good, which is the crazy sure. part. They spent a lot of time on this. And it's I will good. say... Um, just to pull some selected shorts out of here, was it Shrek the Halls or Yule Time Shrek? The one where the the from the Shrek Forever After ogres talk about eating like trash garbage was sick. I liked that, and I liked that the the, <laughs> the Gingerbread Man story of Christmas is a horror story where Santa eats his girlfriend in front of him at Makeout Point in Gingerbread Land. Sure, that was great. So th- there there are some highlights. I think honestly. Uh... I want to spend a lot of time talking about the musical, but I do think the Shrek 4D, which is you can watch on Netflix. It's called The Ghost of Farquaad. Uh, watch it in 2D so you can just imagine what it would be like to watch it in 3D and 4D. I think you can really see what they were really stretching for with lots of like ogre hands in your face and like fireballs yeah. and flying dragons. We did identify one major. I don't know if you noticed this. There's a huge probably disruption in the storyline sure. in these shorts. What okay. happened? So in... Shrek karaoke, which follows sh- the events of Shrek 1. Okay? Right. They're all singing and they're having fun at the honeymoon uh, after party. Yeah. And it cuts to the dragon, and inside the dragon is Farquaad right. singing. Now, in Shrek 4D, which came out just a couple of years later, Farquaad is dead and a ghost. Right. So are we to assume that Farquaad died slowly dissolving in stomach acids in the belly of the dragon because he still was alive for a little right. bit at least after the initial swallowing? Absolutely. And I know I don't 
I don't r- really want to bring. I know he said we wouldn't talk about Star Wars. I know in Mandalorian we really armor, don't we don't want to cover, but in the Sarlacc armor, the standalone novel that Boba Fett's life right, after the he Sarlacc does pit, live he does in survive. the right. He lives in the Sarlacc where most people do slowly die in the the like the fluids, the belly fluids digested through hundreds of stomachs and sure, such. Sure, sure, for, well, but but now all that because of JJ, because of the vision of JJ, we've wiped that slate clean. JJ, JJ Abrams. Oh, JJ. <laughs> that's Abrams. not canon anymore. Mandalorian armor. Do we can just start pronouncing his name? JJ. It's me, JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams. I'm really chewing up his accent. Is he Jewish? Let me just clarify. I am Jewish. I just really want to get out in front of this one. You were anxious. You were like, "What if? What if the what Jewish if... jokes were too far?" I know. I didn't say any. You I'm very scared. wisely stayed on the sideline. Yeah, but you're Jewish. Um, but you also do know every Jew. Every last one. So is JJ? Is is JJ Abrams Jewish? I'm gonna go ahead and guess that he is indeed Jewish. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I feel pretty I think safe. You're safe making that guess. I'm not gonna make yeah. that guess. Right. I'm not going to make that guess. And I think that's that's big of you. I'll just keep saying I'm JJ. I think that's as far as I can go, JJ Abrams. I feel like when I first met you, you were Shrek-like. You were fiercely independent. Yep. You really, really avoided uh, societal norms in a lot of ways. Right. I think you didn't like a culture that you perceived to be trying to control your activities and your actions. That is correct. And over time, I, because I'm your Fiona... Mm-hmm. Because um, I thought I was a person, but I'm an ogre like you. Right, and we've birthed many children together. And we've birthed together. many children together. All of them have precious little personality. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But little I, little I've, Kyle. I've brought little, What's little Kyle, Kyle? doing tonight? <laughs> oh, I don't know. The sitter has him. Yeah. yeah. Where, where the other two go? Oh, uh, Guillermo. The sitter. The sitter. The, the, the sitter took those. Yeah, they're gone but the last now. sitter. We didn't know what happened, so we fired her. Uh, this sitter bit is killing. <laughs> People are you. like, he's doing a bit about a sitter we haven't heard about before. Well, we <laughs> don't. We've kids. never talked about the sitter. The sitter, yeah. We we took the sitter. <laughs> she took our children, <laughs> but we got Kyle back. Dad, <laughs> oh, stop, stop making that hand symbol. Come on, man. No, <laughs> one second. This is good. One second. I'm gonna go off my. This. We can say this shit. We can say this is a good bit. It's a good sitter bit. Okay, so okay. we don't have any children. <laughs> I don't live one. in a swamp. No sitter. But no. It, I like Fiona. I, I used to babysit. You. I coaxed you out of your emotional swamp. Sure. And you've accepted some things like not brazenly making jokes about uh, ethnic groups on right. Mike, which I think is big. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the past episode of the podcast, I've never done that. I've never... Off mic, I don't know. <laughs> I've never done that. No, it's right. You're a good boy. And a good, it's a, it's a funny joke a and I've always been a good boy. boy. Yes. Not a, not, a, not a bad ogre. No. No. You're more of a, I don't know. Let's see. What mm. I honestly do think that we are Pinocchio. I think we've made, we've made a lot of claims. We've said. And Gingy. We've said we're Donkey Shrek. We've said we're uh, Puss in Boots Donkey. We've said we're Fiona Shrek. We've said we're, we're Donkey Dragon. We've said we're Farquaad I Fiona. Bro- I think you're broken. I think <laughs> you got destroyed by this. But I think what we really are are Gingy and, and Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Right, yeah. I'm Pinocchio. You're you, Gingy, you, obviously. You wish you were a real boy. Right. And I, I am convinced that everyone's out to get me yeah. at all times. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. <laughs> please try to rein this in a little bit. Um, long story this short. This is your idea. I know. This is my fault. You showed me Shrek the Musical. <laughs> I took one look at the Netflix still to advertise why I would want to watch this. They used just a big man in a green suit. Why would anyone want to watch that? He's not wearing that? a green suit. He's wearing a very elaborate costume. It's it pretty is impressive. True. It's okay. true. Okay, L- long story short, to get to the shorts, if for whatever reason you dive down that route, there's some cute stuff. Sure. We watched the Halloween episode, which on and the Netflix, the thriller. That was not what I was talking about. That was on YouTube. I know. But uh, the I like. Is that sh- even the words of the song? The Shrexorcist. I want to get to this. The Shrexorcist features a lot of puking. Yes, that was great. We knew that as soon as we saw the Shrexorcist. Shrexor- we knew puking was going to happen. We and were very Pinocchio excited. plays the the, the the possessed child Shrek. in it. It's great. Yeah. Um. I there was he gets his nuts smashed in a couple of them. <laughs> we did come. Yeah, we noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest 
I know we're going to get to this. The biggest problem with the musical. <laughs> the number one problem. Zero? No one got their nuts smashed. No one. Not a single nut got smashed. Right, we really talked about a huge canonic break in the series. There was no piss. There's no No puking, shit. No shit. <laughs> it was like, what is this? The this is not is this? the franchise I fell in love with. This was the first Broadway musical I've ever seen. I'm never going to watch another one again. This was the last one for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it strips away the heart of the original piece, like I know that there's original musicals. Are are there even ones? Are they all based on shit? Are there original? Yes, there's original. Well, musicals. I mean, there's Wicked. That's based on a book. There's Sound there's of a Music. Zillion original. That's musicals. based on a movie. Sweeney Todd. That's not. That was a movie the starring Fleet Johnny Street Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. yeah. So that's mm. that's not real. By a little man named Timmy Burton. And it's, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's pretty fucked he's a, up. He's a barber. They stole that whole thing from, a from Monty Python. Yeah, they the, probably did. The barbershop sketch. And you, as a barbershop quartet participant, I feel like you, you feel misrepresented by Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I've never seen it. Don't know anything about it. But Have I you do. butchered I, a human to eat? No. Okay. Of course not. I just butchered them you to did make pause. dresses out of. Oh, that's fine. I get that. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. It's 2019. 2019. Make a dress. Get with it. 2019 make, make a dress. dress. Yeah. 2019 make a dress. Make a dress with Josh and Charles. But no, I do. I liked, I did like some of the shorts. I think we ended with some of the worst ones because they were just like the marketing bullshit. Yeah. But I, I do think the, some of the stories from the, the one we watched, whatever that bullshit was, they were funny. Yeah, it was cute. There's some good stuff. I think yeah. the, the takeaway that we really had, I think was we talked about this about Puss in Boots. When you cut away that wonderful cast of fairy tale characters, and just dismiss all of them. It sucks. Because watching the shorts, the best parts were the Pinocchio, mm. Gingy, the fucking pigs and shit. Yeah, like all this, the all of the side characters. The wolf. We love the wolf. We love the wolf. We love the wolf. The karaoke thing was bad because it more of the trans phobia oh, is yeah, back. It's, it's just like, it's weird that this shit survives. No, even that, into the musical. It's that like, was Far, Far Away Idol. Easily one of the yeah. worst we watched. Sorry, sorry, Simon sorry. Cowell's in it. He's terrible. He's like literally in it. And they do an ugly stepsister bit again. Again. And, 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 and then like weird like, stuff where like she's watching or they're watching. They don't even give that person respect enough to let us know what what they are. And they're watching Prince uh, Prince Charming and they're still have like hot for Prince Charming who they've gone out of their way to like essentially do you know, thinly veiled gay jokes about. Yeah, it's just it, so it's, disrespectful. It's weirdly lazy. And in a series that is like so laborious on some jokes right. that really pay off. But also so so laborious in like inclusion and friendship and like just giving people a chance and being friends with everybody. Like basically the heart of the movie is don't judge people. And there's so many fat jokes and so many trans jokes and so many homophobic, homophobic jokes. It's just like this... Unless you're the people that were writing this series, they don't give a shit. They'll still make fun of you. It's like a rotten core at the heart, which really sucks. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, you don't have to behave the way you're expected to behave. And maybe the narrative you're living is not the narrative that's written in a book, but it's still a reasonable, justified narrative. Unless you're, like, trans or gay, in which case you're a punchline. Which is, like, it's so pernicious. Or fat. Like, fat's, like, such a huge... There were two fat jokes in the musical in the same song within 30 seconds of each other. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to work back to this right now, I guess. But, like, the, the musical, like, they use the T word in the musical. Yeah. And, and like, they the, take, we've, with the, with the you know, the, the, the wolf dressed in the grandma's clothes, they make, like, a pretty crude joke very early on in, this, in the story. And, like, I guess I was kind of taken aback by that because the musical is very successful. It's Broadway in a way that's a much bigger stage than like, oh, the side character right. in Shrek the Third or, or like a DVD extra. Yeah. And, they, and like they, you know, they use a word that like I don't want to use in the podcast. Yeah. Very early on in the musical. And it was like, like even really if, weird. Even if it's like they try to say, oh, we were just like commenting on because their whole like one of their biggest catchiest numbers is like, let your freak flag fly, which. You had trouble saying hard to say it three times fast. Freak flag fly. Yeah, it's okay. Freak flag fly. I've been Freak practicing. Freak flag fly. It's a Freak little flag hard. Fly. A lot of, Freak a lot of flag F fly. sounds. Freak flag fly. I'm doing great. You're doing great. God, you say it. Freak flag fly. Okay, so in the song, let your freak flag fly. Uh-huh. So you just, you just fucked it up, man. Fuck, fuck. It's hard. I'm not gonna give you shit for it because it's hard. But anyway, thank like, you. Supposedly their whole voice is they made this whole subplot which wasn't in the first film about like the 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 freaks coming together and fucking up with the farquad so the freak flag flying against farquad it doesn't extend to 
people who I don't know. It was just weird. They just like they're still even if they're like we're just making a comment on people that are transphobic. You still don't use the T word. It's also not funny. It's It's inherently not funny. Like if the joke is that like even a werewolf in a fantasy land is subject to like weird bigotry for no other reason than a punchline. It's like that's not. Yeah. And the audience laughed too. Like it was got this pause in the song. Like the music kept going. But no, like there was enough room for people to laugh at it. And it's like if it wasn't in the musical. It just would be, it would be, it wouldn't, no one would notice. It wouldn't matter. There was some funny stuff in it. I don't know. It was just a weird, it's weird to think of like that, I guess, hit the stage and th- that production right? that we watched in 2013. And it's, I'm very excited to live in a world where maybe we just like don't write those jokes into stuff. Right. Well, that's the thing is it's just been a, it, we've noticed it the whole time. It's been a part of the series. It's like and, and one the, of the dirtiest part of the Shrekiverse. And then now that we're exhausted and like, sort of furious with it it's like even worse right it just keeps coming up what was it Shrek Forever After was the only movie where they didn't have weird homophobic or transphobic jokes in it I th- I'm trying to we'll, we'll have to listen back but look so long story short anyway we're, it's we're, disappointing it's disappointing and there's two different things we're talking about here the shorts which is all this ancillary stuff which like you know theoretically enriched the world of, of the Shrekiverse I would argue they get into hijinks and different holidays. If that sounds fun, I don't think there's a lot. Like, again, other than like Jinji providing his world, which is the most fascinating world That's in true. all of it. He deserves a spinoff. Oh, my God. I, if, honestly, if they were to say, we're making a Jinji, Jinji Nokio yeah. spinoff, If they I said, we're, we're going to do six seasons of a Jinji TV show, I'd fucking buy the DVDs in advance. And I love that love that his name's Jinji. It's, it's not great. the gingerbread. He's like in the credits as Jinji now. Jinji! Oh boy, I can't tell which one you are if you're Pinocchio or Gingerbread Man. They're kind of the same in but some ways. But they're voiced by different people. <sighs> Except for the pigs, they're voiced by the same man who does the Gingerbread Man. That's amazing. What a job. What a life. What a life. He directed what he wrote or directed <laughs> yeah, the second one or some yeah, bullshit. Crazy. <laughs> like, you did great as the Gingerbread. Want to write the next one? I think that's how it works. Sure. You played the, a good bit character in the first movie. Why don't you run the franchise for a minute? <laughs> um, anyways, okay, so there's all of that. And, and I would say, you know, if you want to if you really need some unanswered questions about various it's fine it's, it's all on netflix it's all on youtube yeah. go fucking waste some time if you're at work just stop don't jack off this afternoon during your lunch break just watch some shrek shit yeah you might even still have time for a quick one that was good yeah um yeah so long story short i don't think any of that was essential viewing or a podcast. We can probably cut yeah. this first part of the <laughs> You can just podcast. not listen. I think what we're, we really want to get into here is the musical, because the musical presents a, a, a retelling of the first movie. Right. And I, I thought it yeah. was very interesting. I think we, before, I think you were setting this up to be a big battle of the, I don't think I feel that strongly about the musical. I don't either. What I would say is that mostly I found the music to be either forgettable or not very interesting. And... I did think some of the decisions in storytelling mm. were much more complete than Shrek 1. Yeah. Which is not that hard to top. No, I, I, think I agree with you. In the musical, they really get a lot more into Farquaad in a way that I think mm-hmm. I loved. I loved Farquaad in, this, in, in the musical. I think in the first movie, he's like, I have a perfect kingdom, but it must be king. So I'll marry a princess. Like, that's it. Right. And it was really riffing off of, like, just fairy tale shit. Like, oh, here's the king. He's in a king. He wants to be a king. Here's how he becomes a king. And in this, at least, they give that character some motivation or some context for any of his behavior. Yeah, we need we meet his dad of the dwarf. Yeah, the dwarf. Oh, this is so crazy. I've been saying dwarf my whole life, and then like my, my, you're you're fucking popping. You're popping the mic. You're saying dwarf. Can you dwarf? try saying it right. Dwarf. 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 There you go. You can say it. I know, but it's, it's dwarf. No. Are you thinking of that? Uh, that weird 50s dwarf on golf video. Oh, wow. Oh, no, not, that's not 50s. That's that guy. It's like 70s. Well, hey, guys on his knees. You're doing it. That's like the, the, the comedian who's like the fake Norwegian guy who was like a, he would golf yeah, on his knees. Yeah, pretend to be a, yeah, exactly. The, the guy who plays Farquaad in the musical is on his knees for like 90% of the musical. It's yeah. crazy. He did great. Anyways. Yeah, his so anyway, dad is, is grumpy. But that's the, the thing is we learn things about grumpy Farquaad. The, the dwarf. Yes, what Charles said. Yeah. And I liked that. I thought that was interesting. So here's here's what we well, well let's spend a lot of time talking. I think the music, even though we're, I don't think it's going to be as contentious as I want it to be, because I'm going to take Fuck a, you. I'm going to take a hard stance that it was not. It added some things, but ultimately, well, here's the thing. High school. Think of me in high school. 
I'd, I'd rather not. No, please do. Think of me in high school. Bowler hat, vest. Mm-hmm. No, I I wore like. Well, I used to. I uh, I won. I wore sweatpants to school in like elementary school and like maybe fifth grade, sixth grade. That's the line where. Right. Too old. Well, I'd say if you stopped there, you'd be okay. Yeah, I think I did it too old. But anyway, I got okay. pantsed once and got really embarrassed. So I stopped wearing sweatpants after I got pantsed on the school bus. Even though no one saw me. Were you sitting down in a, in like a bucket seat thing? So I was, you know, it's like I was standing, but the seats are really tall. So no one really could. I was by the window. So it was me and this weirdo. I don't even remember who it was. Isn't that weird that I blocked this out of my memory? No, it's not weird at all. It was a traumatic moment where you were humiliated. <laughs> yeah. So of course you So I was standing to, up yeah. talking. You're supposed to be sitting down. Because the bus driver always tells you to sit down. I was standing up talking to my friend in the next seat in front of me. And this little dick hole just <laughs> rips my pants down. Like I was wearing, I was wearing those tidy whities so no one saw my dick. Thank God. Yeah, only like eight people have seen my dick. Total? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, total. Okay. Um, so luckily, but even if even if he had ripped everything down, like only he would have seen it because I was... Pre- why are... Why are why are we talking about this? <laughs> Just came to mind. Okay. Uh, I was protected by the seats. You know, the seats are so big. No, we got that. Yeah, no okay. one really would have seen it except for him. Let's get to the anyway. Re- high school. <laughs> I don't remember. I was talking about high school. <laughs> okay, I'll try to salvage this. Okay, one of the best parts of the musical that I liked a lot was that we see Fiona's life a lot more, and we see like young Fiona, like teenage Fiona, and like adult Fiona. That was nice. Yeah. I thought uh, Cameron Diaz. I think we agree. If Mike Myers is giving a very flat performance as the, as the series goes on, yeah. Cameron Diaz has almost nothing to do at all. Right. And in the fourth, when she has more to do, it's just, she is just not, it doesn't land for me. In this, I thought Sutton, what's her name? The wonderful actress playing Sutton Foster, who plays Fiona in the musical, I thought was Great excellent. Great man. Thank I don't know you. any of the names of the actors. I remembered some stuff from earlier. Great. Because Allison, my girlfriend, was a big fan of Sutton Foster. Mm. And uh, she's in Bunheads. I haven't seen it. But I just remember the guy who played Trek has four names. That's all I noticed. And Darcy is one of them or something. Yeah. There's like a good D name. apostrophe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she's... I totally agree. I think what this what this movie. Oh, I remember what I was talking about high school. Can we go back, please? Okay. So imagine me in high school. This is after the sweatpants era. You brought up the sweatpants. I wasn't going to say what I was wearing. No, I didn't bring up the sweatpants. I suggested you wear a bowler hat and a vest. Right. I, I meant you was like a mime. So I was wearing like, like this pleated pleated khakis and uh, button down shirts a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right, sneakers. Anyway. Uh, I listened. I didn't listen to music with words. I listened to a lot of post rock, as you know, as I've now dubbed long punk, which I think is a more apt genre title. I don't want to boast, but Charles and I, two white podcasters, once saw Godspeed Black Emperor together. Mm, we did. It was really lovely. It was very on brand. It was like nice. fifth time seeing it. It was your first. It was really great. It was great. I had a great time. Yeah. The projections were cool. So cool. They sounded good. Great, even. I thought they essentially on that that one song sounds like one big massive hardcore breakdown, but slow and sad yeah. and melodic. It was good. Oh fuck yeah! But yeah, so, so anyway, not- I, I went from like opera and classical music in my early listening days to post rock and like you know experimental stuff, noise. So I never really listened to music with words. So paying attention to a two-hour musical where most of the storytelling is done through music with words, I don't. I, it's not for me. It just isn't a style of filmmaking and storytelling that's for me. I just can't pay attention. Okay, well, my counterpoint to that would be I was raised in a, like, uh, affluent intellectual Jewish household where I was played musicals my entire childhood, a lot of Sondheim, a lot of Sweeney Todd, we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I know a few songs from Kiss Me Kate. I, in high school, I did, I did theater and musical stuff. I was in a musical yeah. in high school. I, I went down to Broadway and I saw Avenue Q and Sweeney Todd. It was a cool. That's where I met Danny DeVito at Sweeney Todd. You love Sweeney Todd. It's the one musical I would say, without a doubt, if you don't like musicals, listen to the original cast recording of Sweeney Todd. It's an awesome story. The music is like brutal and devastating. It's an amazing piece He talks of work. a lot about your barber today, too. I th- yeah, I did. You love barb. Barber stuff. Well, I think there's that intimacy of the barber, and actually, we watched uh, in the shorts, the Shrek shorts, if you remember, right. in the in the Gingy's Halloween special, he has uh, the the Muffin Man make him the bride of Gingerbread Man, right? And played by the great Christian Shawl, who's fantastic, and she shaves him, remember, and then she holds the, the the blade to his throat for a minute. Yeah, and isn't that life? 
You know, you put your life in the hands of someone with a sharp object, and you just trust they're not going to slash your fucking throat open like that scene in The Untouchables, and just the blood goes... Yeah, that was the exact Foley work. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, I think that's the first rated R movie I saw uh, on TV. Was it edited, or was it... It was certainly edited. Okay, so it doesn't really count. I'm just saying. What was the first R-rated movie that you saw that was unedited? Okay, great. Well, okay. The first, let's go with in theaters because as a kid, yeah. I think I saw like Alien on VHS and as a kid, which scared the shit out of me. But mm-hmm. um, my dad, I love my dad very much. He's made a few decisions that were very strange with movies. In 2001, it wasn't Daredevil. We went to go see one movie. Yeah. No, we went, we wanted to see Daredevil when it came out, but it was yeah. sold out. So we went to go see How to Lose a, Man, a Guy in 10 Days. Right. We had, for some reason, we've already talked about that on this iteration of the podcast right all i care about is talking about kate hudson films because yeah. we're about to see a matthew mcconaughey movie so it's all i can think about really arr, arr, arr. he's a hunk he's a... uh no my dad brought me and i think my brother to black hawk down when i was 11 okay and that was like very upset like extremely upset yeah that movie we've, we've, t- we've talked off pod frequently about like the decline of Ridley Scott. And I would say mm. the last two really great movies he made were Hannibal and Black Hawk Down. And the Super Bowl commercial for and, Yes, we saw a clip Istanbul. of the Turkish Airlines. Turkish Airlines. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, to put this in context, the Super Bowl is happening right now. Right now. <laughs> to give you a sense of our lives, we're recording the Shrek Ancillary Materials podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be good boys and recording it now. During you won't be Super listening Bowl. to this still by like March or April, but yeah. so, you know, we are... Uh, I mean, we've got our phones that we're watching the game muted. No, we're not. I'm just, I'm just following. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were watching. I thought I'm following, you were watching. I have a, an app I can follow the score on. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. It's pretty nice. cool. So, anyways, long, I, I, you know, that was yeah. the first thing where, like, you know, what like a, a fucking guy gets ripped in half with like a yeah. missile on that, and also, you yeah, know, yeah, it's got a great cast. I think Tom Sizemore is an upsetting person that's, to see as a child. That might, that's I think my second favorite Ridley Scott movie. Really? Yeah. After Alien? Yeah. That's I crazy. Think so. Wow. Uh, the first R-rated movie I saw in theaters was Starship Troopers. That's sick. And that came out when I was, what, when did that come out? 98? 99, 98. Yeah, I was like yeah. fucking 13 years old watching people get ripped apart by bugs. And uh, some nudity. Some nudity, some shower. I, I honestly, I, like that was, I'm so glad that happened at first because I was like, fuck yeah, boobs. And then I was just like sitting through endless violence for another hour. And then my mom picked me up after we were just like, my brother and I were sitting silently in the back seat. She's like, what's wrong, guys? I was like, nothing. You're like, the bugs. <laughs> the bugs. You're like, I saw, I, Michael Ironside's just terrifying in that movie. Yeah. He He's so good. Yeah. Oh, See, I didn't get it then. Sure. I'm glad I watched it again, though. It's sort of like when I read uh, Catcher on the Rye. I remember the riff tracks, like the the mystery science people. They they're like, "We're doing Starship Troopers." And I was like, "Go fuck yourselves!" The movie's yeah, perfect. Why are you doing? It's a comedy. It's like, would you do that to fucking Citizen Kane? Right. Like you Starship should do Troopers, it to Citizen Kane. It's it's one of the only movies Starship Troopers. It takes source material and completely rewrites it yes. to mock and humiliate the source material and it's make an, amazing points about it's an anti-fascist America. movie. It's, it's a it's like a it's an amazing movie. Anyways, so that's a great. I mean, I did see Die Hard when I was like. Eight, but it was an edited version that my dad would like you know make sure i, I was a, i think it was a tv version it was maybe there was swearing i don't know maybe that's where i got my pot so mouth. there's a scene where he like looks up at the the broken glass on the floor and he goes like oh shit and then it cuts to him like walking like yeah. somewhere else i think it was the edited one because there's also the scene you know like the scene with the woman that gets her top ripped off yeah that's cut out is the human shield part cut out where he's like the guy? Yeah, that like, was Man. cut out. Yeah, there's a lot cut out of that. Right. So that wasn't all. That was like the first R-rated movie, but it didn't count as much like yours because well, they took out all the good stuff. I want to get this on on the podcast. One of my favorite TV edit of all time is the Breakfast Club on TBS. Uh-huh. They cut out the weed smoking scene. So when I was a kid, I'd watch wow. the movie. Oh and my they, god, that's they life sneak, changing. They sneak out and they go to the locker and get the pot <laughs> and they come back cut and then they're all dancing yeah and as a kid that's I was like, incredible i just never thought anything came of that and then i watched it like again like maybe five years ago in my 20s and i was like oh they smoked weed wow that explains the entire end of the movie that's incredible i know it was a crazy revelation to be like there's a critical plot point mm. that they just evaporated from the film and it's like it's crazy yeah that's amazing that's that's more than just cutting out like motherfucker yeah, no, again, like goes, a, a pivotal moment is gone. Yeah. Because, yippee ki That's it. Nice. And then, I, mean, I thought you might have been Stranger in the Alps. 
That might have been your one. It wasn't Stranger in the Alps. I like to bring a little bit of possible foreshadowing right now. Wink, wink, wink. Oh, you know the Big Lebowski? Uh, oh, the porn see movie? What ha- see what happens, Larry? See what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps instead of fuck a stranger in the ass? You haven't oh, seen I, that? I have not seen that. No. Oh, it's very. Fa- it's like one of the most famous TV edits. Well, there's. See what happens, Larry? See what happens, Larry? See what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? Find a st- okay, okay. See what happens, Larry? Yeah. I remember in, in Scarface, it's how'd you get that scar eating pineapple? Yeah, that's good. That's, good that's real good. Yeah, that's good. Anyways, uh, Shrek the Musical. Uh, <laughs> what do you think would be the TV edit for Shrek? I don't know. Well, you talk about editing. In this movie, I know like we had talked about it beforehand, and we were like a little wondering how they were going to play off some of this. The lack of Smash Mouth in this movie. Oh, my God. I know it's, it sounds like we're doing a bit, but honestly, no. to go back to the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> Dick. When, Swinging. When Shrek opens with, like, a, a, the fairy tale, a poop joke, and then he kicks the door open as Smash Mouth starts blasting. It's literally it kicked the door thrilling. down. thrilling. Yeah. It, you're like, I'm in. I'm just, I get it. We were watching it. It, do, it doesn't start off with the story fairy tale it starts off with the history of shrek which is which, interesting i think we see more of ogre life i think sure i guess but if, we didn't if, need it if but the, the point of the podcast is to say how do things in this world of film in this mm-hmm. series tell us more i think if you're interested in a different version of this track averse it does give you a lot more in the musical that's true I lo- everyone's emotional beats are much more thoroughly telegraphed than in shrek where right. almost nothing is explained to any satisfaction that's true we're going to talk Not about it matters no Anyways, we'll talk about it. But I yeah. think it's true. Like as soon as that was over and then like it, it cuts or not cuts because musicals don't cut like they did some amazing set change wizardry. It's a multi-million dollar. It must have been. Oh, oh my production. God. Yeah. But anyway, like it cuts to the the piv, the you know, the the thing that we know and love, the outhouse, one of the most iconic Shrek icons. I guess so. I mean, we're just watching in some of the bonus features. That Shrek hides out during Shrek's crazy Christmas spectacular right. or whatever. He's like, I, I got to get focused. I'm going to go take a shit for like half an hour. And which even, is like, fine. Everyone listening, it's always okay to hide in the bathroom. Which one was it? Shrek 2 or Shrek 4 where he like goes and hides in the bathroom or like the tour bus comes by and, and they make fun of him while he's in his shitter. Like I That think, is, I think, 4 because he's trapped yeah. in, the, in the cycle yeah, of the his cycle, life. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the outhouse is one of the most iconic scenes, like setting places for Shrek. Well, because in, in his little his little estate, so to speak, there's his house in a tree trunk. And then up on a hill, like the most visible part of the Shrek landscape is a shitter. I, that's where I'd put it. Yeah. If I had that so land. That's where I fucking. Dude, I'd put it there. I'd, I'd build, sink him there. Yeah. I'd make a little like koi fish pond uh, maybe in front of the house. Put some shrubs around the house. Uh, but the shitter definitely goes on that little hill. There's an episode of Scrubs where there's a just a toilet on top of the hospital mm-hmm. and everyone loves using it. Yeah. I would I would go well out of my way <laughs> yeah, to that, make that if I ever become incredibly wealthy I will make a, a bathroom like that. You'll make a hospital and then put a sh- shitter on top. I would build like a glass box on top of my house where I could just shit on a roof and have no one there and I could just like, look out for miles. But everyone could see you. And only if they're looking up at the top of my house. Everyone looks at the top of your house. That's I mean, like the first place people look. It'd be really cool to play uh, Wordscapes on my phone with a panoramic view behind the screen of my phone. Wordscapes is the one where you like like make like you trace out the words yeah, in the circle. It's fun. It's okay. I have I have a lot of fun doing it. It's a it's a good time waster. I agree. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Yeah, we're like I don't I, I'm at a great point in my life where I don't have the need to waste time on my phone. It seems like the Patriots are going to win. So you're wasting time on your phone right now. Aren't we all wasting time in this crazy life? That's we great. watch so much fucking Shrek stuff. I mean, this is our life in front of Is that of a waste, eyes. though? I feel like Wordscapes. <laughs> but in Wordscapes, you can get, like, you I get can butterflies. convince myself that, like, my cognitive function is moving a little faster. That's I can, like, true. find words and make combinations. We just watched hours of Shrek. Like, right. so much Shrek. There's literally what six seasons. We okay. We we were very satisfied to watch all the Shrek stuff on Netflix, barring the six seasons of the of the Puss in Boots show. And we're like, look at us. We watched all the Shrek stuff. We booted up the old Wikipedia for like the Shrek expanded shorts universe. It is fucking endless. nuts. It's endless. It's like, nuts. I don't know if there's any franchise outside of like the the largest franchises you can imagine that have produced the number of unbelievably useless side things than Shrek. <laughs> and I think that's what like what this podcast really is all about. Is like seeing what 
made them think like it's uh, i hate I really hate to bring up Star Wars again. This is twice in this fucking episode. I know, I'm sorry, but like it's it's so like you know, like Ewoks, they're they used they could have been Wookiees, but they turned into Ewoks to sell toy. Like you like you wonder like this 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 franchise quickly became like every fucking Halloween and Christmas for four years. Not every but like every time there was a movie release is like Let's put out a Mike Myers Christmas video. And to his credit, this is very funny. Um, Eddie Murphy drops out of these pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. He's like, I'm not doing Shrek the Halloween special three or whatever. Yeah, Allison is like, that's not fucking Eddie Murphy. She nailed it. My, my girlfriend. Like, like first line, like, that's not Eddie Murphy. Like, that's not Eddie Murphy. And it was like, she was, she nailed like, it. Was D- it. Dean, what's his name? Yeah, and he's like, it's almost good, but he pushes so hard at some lines. Like, nah, that's just a... Just a bad. Like we can do better ones. It sounds like a photocopy. But we refuse it's, to. It's not great. A photocopy of a photocopy. Get of those, a photocopy. You get those lines. Get those cool lines. I guess that, that's the thing with the bonus stuff. Like you can sort of sift through it to find the the gems, but man, you're sifting through an ocean of like just right. Like the thriller one. It's like. Why did that happen? I, I don't need a thriller parody. Also, if Farquaad was dissolved in stomach acid, his Fuck. his corpse would not come back as a zombie. No. He'd be it, a puddle of putrid slime. A ghost. It makes sense in the 40. But he why did he want to marry Fiona again? Right. That's what that I said. That was confusing. Yeah. yeah. Like, he still wants to be, because he, he wants to be king of the underworld, but he found her repulsive in the end of the right. first one. Shrek 40 is kind of crazy. He, like, sends Thelonious, the executioner guy, to steal Fiona from her honeymoon trip. Right. And now Farquaad is lord of the underworld and wants to, her to be queen of the underworld? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. How did he command the little funny guy with the hood? I think the little thing out of the hood, he knows where his bread, his bread is buttered. Like, Farquaad's his guy. He's been right. there for years. Whether he's corporeal or, or not. Or fucking ghost. It doesn't matter. He'll do his bidding, yeah. but he's not going to do it well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's... But I do think this podcast is really there to explore a series and, like, when it unravels or what happens. Like, this was, like... It was already unraveling after it, the first movie. It was a frayed edges thing. Yeah. Where I think the momentum carries... Again, one, two, three, I'll go to bat four. Four is... A disappointing but overshoot. it's a part of it. But it's a part of it. I think there's yeah. some moments that are a part of it. But, but all this stuff on the side, like, it's it's a deluge. But like, we're watching shit from 2004 that was already off the rails. Yeah. Like, not... Who gives a shit? Like, just there to make money, put on a DVD, give Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy something to do. Well, if you thought they were <laughs> shoving the movies full of pop culture references, the ancillary material, there it's just it's just like The Simpsons. Like, it, it, like it's just yeah. every or you know at this point, I guess Family Guy's more apropos. But like anything they can cram the Shrek world into, or vice right. versa, it's like they They'll just shove it, it in. Yeah. It's like what they're all Christians. They all celebrate Christmas. I know. What the fuck? And like me, like this is something about me. I would never have noticed that because I'm I'm not Christian, but I was brought up. With like Episcopalian, you're a goy, right? Exactly. You're Jewish. Thank you. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. Jewish. So you would notice, like, why aren't they celebrating Hanukkah? Why aren't they celebrating? Well, There's no. I don't know what else you cultural celebrate. plurality in the Shrekiverse. Right. They celebrate Halloween. They celebrate there's, Christmas. There's transphobia and Christian dominance. Right. And that's not great. No, it's bad. No. Anyways, because Shrek the musical, we should really talk about this. Some we more. should because I think it does. We should dive into that. It's yeah. There's a lot going on. There's some good stuff. There's, I think, some bad stuff. So we've established a few things. They, everyone's backstory is a lot more fleshed out. We see Fiona in the tower, aging in the tower, and talking about her experience. That was more. fun. We see Shrek being shoved out of his house by his parents at seven to go wander the world as a lonely ogre. Yeah. Um, I think for me, as a fan of the short story, as a fan of uh, sort of more modest storytelling. More modest than the Broadway adaptation of shrek into a musical sure i i just i found it overwhelming to be like immediately i liked in the first shrek movie there's like here's this fairy tale it's about all this stuff that you know and wipe my ass with it this is like it's sort of funny because they're like you're an ogre go the fuck away it was a funny little story but it's also like i didn't need to really get all this backstory i sort of liked in the first one where we're just like Here's a Shrek. He's a, he hates everybody. We sort of learn through the beats with Donkey mostly what we need to learn about Shrek. We I didn't need a backstory of being like, my parents hated me and they told me I'm an ogre and I everyone's going to be scared of me when I grow up and I'm an Irish grandmother. <laughs> I don't know I, why I I'm hear you. like an Irish I think the, the idea of going into Shrek and being like, what we need here is a lot more explanation we of what's going on. Like, 
I, again, I, I, I don't want to have my cake and eat it too too much here. I liked some of the exposition that that gave depth to the characters. I talked about Farquaad earlier. I think, I think that Farquaad was, was fine. that was but great. I, I think so. I think that he was probably the one that was least characterized in the first movie. We didn't really get much of him, and I think that was nice to get a little bit more backstory for him. I think the Fiona one, like they pulled from the second movie, and I don't know if we really needed it in the first movie. And they Shrek was like on. I don't know. I think. There I think was, the, the writing in Shrek about her in, in that first part is great. I think the best part of yeah. her performance, unfortunately, in the whole series was is by the, the first child. two scenes. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, I mean, in the movies. I'm saying oh, yeah. in Shrek, the scene of her in the tower and then out of the castle, that's actually pretty good Fiona writing, and it kind of it goes away pretty quickly. Right. So I hear you. That maybe that wasn't a huge gaping But it hole. wasn't a... I don't think it was too bad. It's just like, for me personally, it's just not the kind of storytelling that gets me interested, especially when it's all sung at me. I'm just like, whoa. I think you don't like musicals, which whoa. is fine, but I'm yeah, asking you to watch this as a Shrek well, I like some musicals. Okay. I like that French musical, Dans Paris. Of course, yes. Yeah. yeah. I like musicals where uh, it's a little less like... Musical. Musical. Or the right. musical, like yeah. it's like a, like a meta musical or a realistic musical. I think you just have to like let your freak flag fly and get out sure. there and really that enjoy life That was really well more. said. Thank you. You did that well. Now, there is a Puss in Boots cameo in the musical. Remember that in the background while they're doing the traveling montage? And again, the the sets are gorgeous. I was really (sighs) blown away at at the the, the stagecraft, and that is really fucking cool. Yeah, and like the detail, like new people are going to be filming it. Like all the books had covers, and like they were tearing pages. Like it was, they, they did not skimp. Yeah, I guess like you were talking about this sense of like flogging the series to get anything out of it for these like endless holiday specials or whatever. The musical is... It completely stands alone. Yeah. I think the worst thing you could say about it is that, you know, it's a musical, and if you find that to be tiresome, you don't don't see it. It's mm-hmm. a musical. But again, I, I really think on par, I wasn't when will it ending it. I think I was like, you know what? This is oh. a valuable interpretation of the first film. It adds a lot of stuff from the second movie, which is helpful. Um, the post thing was kind of funny. You, you, it put you off. You didn't like it. I, it just felt like, a, to me, it was like, oh, here's this character that we don't know how to put into the movie. We'll just have him be on the road. But... Uh, I will agree with you. I think especially being hopefully the last in the Shrekiverse. But if it's not, we'll still watch what's ever coming. We'll record. We'll let you know about it. Uh, but if it is the last, I think it's nice that they like did Shrek 1, all this shit. And then in 2013, they like made a musical version. And it's sort of updated. As you said, there's still some carryover of jokes that I don't think should be in movies and art in 2013. But overall, it's like a really fun way to end the series. I agree. Like reinterpreting the first one. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I think uh, again, if Shrek, Shrek Forever After just is is kind of a lot of you know, it, it's, it has an unfortunate hollowness to it, which is a bummer. Yeah, this is ultimately if you're going to watch you know six fucking full length Shrek features, this is a better conclusion than Puss in Boots or Shrek Forever After. Absolutely. So yeah. to its credit, I think yeah, it, it, by looking backwards with this more with a grander vision than the first movie, which is like. I mean, that's the whole joke. It's anything but grand. It's like so weird and like gross and and yucky and like lowbrow, mm. despite being in this fantastical world. This, I think, there could have been. Wait, hold on. What was the farting in? Okay, so the farting, the farting in the musical was great. Oh my god, I was just about to talk about that. There was great farting in the musical. The best farting. Wait, I think we complained about Shrek- not being enough farting earlier, and we're fucking idiots. We were wrong. Right, that's true. The, the best farting in the in hey the, listeners, this is on us. We'll just edit it out, man. We are in no, control. No, 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 no. The blood's on our hands on this one. Attica, Attica, Attica. The whole world is watching. The whole uh, world is watching. I will say that the best farting did happen in this. I That's not even an exaggeration. There is a scene. So the scene that I thought was the best change to actually get us to understand the characters was the song where they're yelling at each other for like basically saying my life was more traumatic than yours. Both like being really ogreish, And then... Through a series of farts, they like learn to love each other. Which so it was basically it took the place of the eels montage, so the beautiful monster song where they like blow up the animals. It's fun scene in the first one, but you don't really get a sense that they actually love each other here. Like they're coming from a place where they're hurt, and through talking about their traumas, they actually realize that they're very similar. And then they fart farts into each other's assholes simultaneously, and I was like. You can't beat that. Which, if you're listening and maybe you're sexually inexperienced or have not had a lot of emotional intimacy in your life, that is the peak of being I, with someone. I've never done it. 
farting in someone's asshole while they're farting asshole. Yeah. into your asshole. I think in Miranda July, I think that may have been kind of the spark of much of her work. Well, that came out before, right? We'll, ne- we'll never know. Well, we will, because I was in college in oh, 2005. The, it came out in like 2004 or something. The Patriots won. Great. Yeah. Go Pats. Go Pats. <laughs> <laughs> what was wow, the score? What a three nothing? Uh, th- uh, 13-3. What a Great. thrilling... Uh, wow. wow. Good, thrilling four hours. Um, I would say we spent the day much better watching Shrek the Musical and Shrek ancillary films. And drinking delicious-ass beer skis. Drinking some beers that Let I me brought. Say this. You know, I wish Shrek drank more because I feel like he's right. like, he sips in the martinis. He's the kind of guy like what I like about you know this is we're not going to get into the Marvel movies, but I like about Thor, the first Thor, which is like a, a gentleman's B minus. It's like a sure. very whatever movie. Yeah. But I love the part where he's just crushing beers. Yeah, he crushes those beers. You look at Shrek and you're like, this guy could fucking slaughter some. Beers why does why he sip on martinis all day? Yeah. You're not classy, fucker. Yeah. You like bathing shit. Have a beer. It's fine. Have a pills. Have a pills. Have some sort of like good German lager. Have a hells. A hellas. Yeah. A hellas. A hellas. I don't yeah. know what that is. Oh, it's it's a, it's a lager. Yeah. We should make a Shrek beer. We should make a Shrek. Talk to your bosses. I will. Shrek beer. <laughs> Guys, sit down. I have got a million dollar idea. You got to get DreamWorks to sign on hey, for it. Speaking of eels, wasn't there some eels music in the musical? No. No. There was just Fuck. some acoustic guitar. You, you're Same like, thing. You, not, you nudged me like, eels, eels. I was like, yeah, Josh, eels. You just humored me. It really wasn't eels. But yeah, I think... Um, well, who did Mark E. Everett guy piss off to really I drop know, to the lose yeah. the eels? Like, I, he wasn't in any of the... Is it three or four where it starts and ends with eel songs? Three. That was crazy. I think. Yeah. It was either two or three. No, it's three or four. Then it was three. And then it's three for sure. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's called ben, deductive reasoning. Uh, or we're both wrong. It's good possible. Yeah, that's true. Too. Yeah, I, I, I truly we're both wrong. never want to watch Shrek again. I. Oh, come on. That's not true. That's so, not true. Okay, but we do only have a little bit of time left. I do want to get into my biggest, I think, fall of this musical. Is okay. That, well, no, but I mean, for me, the real star and the heart of Shrek is Donkey and Shrek. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think Fiona's given much to do, but I think that's because the filmmakers really wanted to... You got to look at it, you know, cynically, and just because Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers were like, you know, they're big, and we they gave them all the funny lines and all, to, all everything to do. Or you could say they wrote a story about friendship, and that was like really what the vehicle for telling a story about a man who felt lonely and felt like everyone didn't like him, and he found someone that liked him. And that like it was through the donkey that he gets to explore the rest of the world. I think that's really beautiful. I really love that about Shrek. I thought Donkey in the Musical was bad. Wow. Like, bad. Okay, here's the thing. I, I agree. I think that performance was really hindered it's a by great a singer. few things. A great, great singer. singer. Some great physical work. The costume was great. Hoof work but here's is the thing. Oh, out of this world. The thing about the hoof work was fantastic. I love the hoofs. It was all about the hoofs. Um, all the dangling and flopping. Oh, my and, God. And you use those sleeves. Like, you think he invented that, or do you think the director was like... More sleep, more hoof work. I think it's like you did a lot of business. Excuse me, more hoof work. You that, you that, sir, more hoof work. Um, we've talked about this, but like Myers as Shrek is pretty flat. But it like, works. Like it we works. miss him when he's gone. We, it's weird. It, but I think what I'm saying taking over that performance is not that hard. No, he did it, right. Amazing. The guy playing Shrek the did a fantastic guy, job. Yeah. Amazing. Um, filling the shoes of Eddie Murphy is not possible. No. You can't replicate that moment and like doing those lines it's not in the script it's eddie murphy and like you know he's a strange man with a very strange career you know yeah he's like he's defined comedy in a lot of ways especially in like the like he did stuff that wasn't really being done i don't know if i really liked it but it was like it was shit that was weird and like he really pushed the envelope of cinematic comedy he's a before and after figure in the world of film and comedy no question yeah you don't have to fucking like him right it just is the case he works it is right you cannot step into a role like that or performance like that and just you're not going to do it better you're not going to match it the best you can do is like try your best and i hear you that's a big hole so the problem is rather than notice that deficit and change things they like kept him having verbatim lines like they just took the script and like all right, just do what Eddie Murphy did. Well, I and think he's like, but I just can do hoof shit. But I mean, it's thankless. I don't want to give the. Actor I know I'm shit. not giving him shit. Right. That's why I'm not saying he's bad. He's- what I would say is like listening to the Shrek movies, the vocal performances. We like there's plenty of times where you're like, 
was this in the script or just some shit Eddie Murphy just said? Right. Because like he has that instinct that very few people have where he can just right. talk about waffles that sounds weirdly fresh and like, okay, why is this? Like, it's or funny. like the bold. Like you could see like they made a joke about him insulting his home and then Trek's like, that's my home. And he's like, oh, it's very nice, beautiful. And then I'm sure Eddie Murphy was like, love that boulder. And it was just like this, it seems like an off the cuff, out of the script moment that just really works. Like Eddie Murphy knew how to take a joke and make it work. And a little plus one that you do at that level. Yeah. And yeah, this is, it's very restrictive. You're, it's a stage production. It's, you're not just doing a voice. You're right. running the fuck around. It's the hardest role in the musical. It is. And so again, I don't, I don't think it's his fault. I think that oh, role no. is like very hard to translate into a success like that. So I think that's why really just the musical didn't land for me was because it shifted the focus to still be about, like it tried to do something else. And I don't know if it really, was all that important. I think a movie about like a couple figuring out why they love each other, it just didn't really sell for me because the like the scene where they miscommunicate is so sort of boring in the movie, but they kept all that. Like they kept all the stuff about Fiona and Trek, which was sort of underwritten in the movie, and they didn't add to it. They just took out the heart for me, which was the friendship between the donkey and the ogre. So it was like you have an anemic version of what I think is to be the most important and then like a maybe beefed up version of something that sort of is like carries us through to the end of the film. So it's just like, eh. And then you have all these people singing at me. I'm not paying <laughs> attention to that. Charles d- uh, did lean over to me a few minutes in and he's like, why are they singing? What's going on? Why are they doing? That's not like in the movie. No, it's not like real life either. We didn't learn about Duloc. This, I think we ending <laughs> the series. Okay, again, the musical for me didn't work for one reason. No nut smashing. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. It took me out of the whole thing. But no, um, we never learned about Duloc. That's going to be our thing. It's going to haunt me for the rest of my day. <laughs> the rest of my goddamn life. Yeah, no Duloc. I woke up in the middle of the night the other day terrified of death. Is that related to this or just it Well, no, but now I'm going to be like have those moments and I'm, st- I'm gonna be like, oh God, I'm going to die one day. And now I can also say, and I'll never know what Duloc means. <laughs> If you know the joke, please tweet at us. I would say one of the coolest parts of the uh, Shrek heart, like Halloween special we watched, one of them was the going to the abandoned Duloc. That was cool. And yeah, that was cool. And yeah. they made told ghost stories. That was fun. That was fun. That was really fun. I well, like they, the... they redo the wonderful Welcome to Duloc song from the first movie yeah. as like a horrifying dystopian nightmare version. And that was great. That was good. And then I did like in the musical the same version of the Duloc song, well, they get which then into... turned into a bigger song right but then also Farquaad explaining like I'm like a fucking genocidal monster yeah trying to make Duloc this like cookie cutter conformist fantasy like that was great it was good so again those... we don't understand the, the biggest problem with Shrek the first movie is like again both Farquaad and everything about him is so fucking empty it makes no sense mm-hmm. so I don't know no I, it, it worked in some way I think it's Shrek one as we've said it's not an ideal movie it's it's the third I mean it's low it's got everything started, but it's not a great film. This was worse in some ways, but I think it really did a good job in other ways. I'm not going to throw it away. I think it's still part of the, the verse. I had fun. And and with that, let's say this. This was surprising, despite an ending that was like, we really had to, to just charge through so much weird bullshit to get through the all the, the, the scraps next to the feast. The feast itself was great. Feast. And I, I really enjoyed Shrek 1, 2, 3. Um, and I, I can't say this enough, despite Puss in Boots being a total dead end for me, I, that I don't care about anymore. Uh, if there's a Puss in Boots 2, I, well, I guess we'll cover it. I, I would be hard pressed to say that I'm excited about it. I'm but not. Shrek 5, I'm fucking, I'm there. Unless I like the by shorts Del because Toro. that would be a nightmare. That would be awful. That would be a nightmare. If, but no, I agree with you. Puss in Boots, like, yeah, we have this feast. We have this feast, like, I feel like it actually, this, met, I love you. Can I can I just spend some time with this metaphor? Get in there. I love this. So you have the feast. You start off. You're taking bites. You're talking to your family or whatever. Your friends. Usually a family setting. I'd say maybe Thanksgiving. Family. I think Shrek is something the whole family can watch. It's part and of the again, magic. And you start slow because you're supposed to be like, maybe I should start slow because, you know, we're supposed to, this is supposed to be family time. But then you like get to the taters. You get to the turkey. You get to all those peas. And like it's like, oh, my God. It's so good. And then you get to... You see that, whoa, there's that sweet potato marshmallow shit. I'm going to have some of that shit. Going it just gets better and better and better. And then like, oh, fuck, I go for seconds thinking it's going to be good. It still tastes good, but it's like you've already had a lot and it's not quite working out. That's Shrek 4. Just, you know, we're up to Shrek forever after. Okay. Where it's like starting to slow down, but it's still a good part of the feast. Then you get to fucking dessert. You're fucked. You've had a lot of drinks. You're a little like not drunk, but you're like sweating and tired. You got maybe a little headache. Then you get to aunt's pies. 
aunts make bad pie. My aunts make bad, they're not good pies. So you get the aunts pies. That's that's puss in boots. So like you, you think it's gonna be maybe good. You're like oh this is dessert. It's too sweet. It's too it's ca- calorically fog. unfulfilling. It's, like it's just empty. Yeah, they spent yeah. all and then you can tell like she's got woke up at four to make this pie. You're like oh it's good. And then you see so and then but you get past the dessert and then you go hang out in the living room. Maybe watch some football. You maybe eat like some aperitifs. You have like a little drink. And that's like the music. Like you finish off, it's not bad. You like you look back at the day, the feast day, and you realize for all of its pitfalls, maybe some of it, maybe there's scraps, maybe there's fat on your meat that you had to cut off and leave and th- quickly throw away or feed to the dog, things like that. Are we o- almost at the end of this? Overall, okay. Uh, a great feast day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, Shrek Five. I'm I'm excited. If it comes out, I'll be there opening night. I'm, right. I, I I'm not think, sure I can fit that into the metaphor, yeah, which is but... fine. That's fine. It's really okay. <laughs> I don't know, but then it wouldn't work. Like, what it's would... fine. It's, drop the fucking metaphor. It's done. We closed that book. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Shrek Five. I'm all on board for it. I think Puss Moots Two. I guess I don't I'll, know. I'll we'll see have it, to watch like, it. Oh God. Um, another another aunt's pie. <laughs> I would say if we can drop the Ugly Stepsisters. Finally, like please forever. stop. If please stop. Hey, Hollywood, just stop. I think we. And it's maybe, weird because the yeah. wolf was so good. The wolf was and fantastic. there was nothing transphobic or homo- nothing. Like it's he was just, just funny. He's like a, a very mild mannered like, wolf. Hey, I'm, I'm the wolf. It's like sorry guys. Like they never even talk about what he's wearing. He just was wearing the grandmother's dress because he fucking ate the grandmother and like, like it didn't have to, like why did they have to be like oh you know what's missing from the musical all that trans shit that was in the movies like to make sure to throw a little of that in there. So anyway. Let's get rid of that, please. If please, you, if you done, end up yeah. making it, please just, it's not the time for that. But at this Ever. point in the series, Ever. I think we can say we're ready for Trek 5. But listeners, please write, call, run, do not walk. We want to hear what you thought about the Trek, the Trek series. If for some reason you march through all of this with us, which is concerning to me. You earn a medal. You earn a medal. And if you did, like, we'll put you on the list of honor. The, I've just invented that. The list of honor, the honor list, what the, the honor fuck? roll. How do they prove they did Sh- it? Shut up, shut up. What the fuck is it? You gotta talk to me about the list of you honor. You have to write in a piece of paper, I watched all Shrek films and assorted ephemera <laughs> and related. And mail it to us? And mail it to us, it. to our P.O. box. We don't have a P.O. box. box. We'll get one. We're not gonna get Take a, a photo box. and email it to us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Anyone can do that. Please. But do that. You wouldn't lie to us. No. It's like the Beyonce, not Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce and Jay-Z. They're like, if you're vegan for 22 days, you get to go to our concerts. So that's your stupid life. You're in now. Congratulations. Like, I know. It's I'm in a but year. Like, how can I prove to them? I could, I could just, I could write, I watched all the shit, the Shrek shit and send it to Jay-Z and Beyonce. With, with all this being said, we're going to, Shrek is done. We did it. Congratulations. High five me. We finished the first the first full run. First it's series. time to announce our second series. Yeah, I think this is going to be exciting. And I'm really looking forward to this. Um, this, I think, seems obvious at first, but I promise you there are more than you think and you haven't seen all of them because I have not seen the fifth one. I have. I've actually, yeah, I've only seen the first four. Great. But uh, we're going to, our next series is going to be Die Hard. Die Hard. We're excited. We've talked about a little bit, tiny bits. We've never done Die Hard before, even though I wanted to sort of do it in our other podcast. But so we're, we're finally getting to it because, again, as a kid growing up, because the rights to two and three for like 20 years were so cheap. I just saw Die Hard 2 so many times, much more than Die Hard. Really? I've seen Die Hard 2 like dozens of times because of TBS. Yeah. Oh, wait, we already talked about Die Hard yeah. today. So I know. we're ready to go. I didn't exactly. even realize that. So, yeah, we, we just finished Shrek and we're going to pivot from Shrek to a little guy named John McClane. John McClane. He's a motherfucker. He's kind of a crazy motherfucker. Oh, my God. He says motherfucker. He says it a lot. He says it a lot. You know. The game is like, I'll be back. He just says it in every movie. Here's my hot take. I think the fourth one might be my favorite. That's not a hot take. That's just correct. Well, I think, yeah, we'll we'll, get there. We'll get into it on. Let's just say, by the time Kevin Smith shows up, you know you're in a real series. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, tune in next time. We'll be starting over. New series. Brand new. Die Hard. We're going to scrub Shrek out of our minds with uh, Serenity now. Yeah. Starring the great Matthew McConaughey. And uh, we'll be back next episode of Die Hard on When Will It End? Bye. That was a Josh and Charles Productions. 
Josh Landy's producing. Wow. Charles Hobby editing. Holy fuck. And Waste Management just giving away those tunes to us? The best. At WWIE Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can like and follow us there. You can get us on iTunes. Please give us a nice review there. And you can send us an email to wwiepodcast at gmail.com to, who knows, send us your ideas. Maybe we'll take them. Ask a question. Who knows? Maybe we'll answer it. That's it for this week. Talk to you next week.